Hi friends, Rog here. We're having a little listen back today to an episode from earlier this year on what's your number one sex move. It's such an awesome episode, just really wanted to uh, run it past you again. You're listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, and my name is Rog. Join me as I invite sexuality specialists to do our best to answer your questions about sex. Topic range from the simple through to the ridiculously complex. So long as it somehow relates to sex, it's up for grabs. Please be mindful that some topics might be great stuff for younger people to listen to, and some might not. Curious Conversations About Sex is brought to you by Curious Creatures, who run a variety of workshops on related topics in Australia. Find Curious Creatures and submit your questions for us to answer at curiouscreatures.biz. That's B-I-Z. Today we're chatting with Maureen and Kath. Uh, Maureen, how would you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, Rog. Yes, I would describe myself as a sex educator and I also write a weekly column in the Sunday Age about sex and relationships. Wonderful. And you also uh, run the store Bliss for Women. Yes, yes. I also run a sensuality boutique for women and couples, which is online. Wonderful. And Kath, how would you introduce yourself? I would say hi. My name's Kath Canada. <laughs> I'm a uh, sex and relationship psychotherapist slash counsellor, educator, sometimes workshop presenter, and um, all-round compassionate and passionate about alternative sex and safety and positive sexuality. <laughs> a big welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and uh, we'll hear more about uh, what the two of you are up to and what you've got coming up uh, at the end of the show. And so to today's question, and the question is, what's your number one sex move? So interesting question, friends. Uh, I must admit I'm taking a bit of an outfield um, re- reply to this one, I think, but um, <laughs> but uh, who, who would like to start? What's your what, what are your thoughts well, in relation to the question? I, What's your number one sex move? If if by interpreting that it is, what is your first move if you meet somebody and you would like eventually to have sex with them? It would be, don't bring sex up at all to start with, because you know um, there's actually nothing less attractive. I don't like to be gender specific, but some guys think that, you know, sort of saying, you know, geez, you're hot, or some sort of sexual innuendo, that can be really shutting down. I would say approach the other person as a human being first and express your interest in knowing something about them as an individual human being, not a possibly available body. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line sometimes, isn't it, between being uh, upfront and clear about what your interests are versus just like going for the um, jugular is the wrong word, going for the genitals mm. um, like far too quickly. Some people can get away with it, but yeah. geez, if you don't think you can, don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, listen as much as you talk because some people get a bit nervous and it's as though they've just got into a job interview mm. and they're giving you their resume mm. and they're not listening to your answers. Mm. So the other thing I would say is be listening and receptive and open to the other person. Mm. And the other thing, this is very much the initial meeting stage, don't go into it with a great long list of what you want. Go into it thinking, what do I have to offer? Mm. What am I giving here? Mm. It's funny, I imagine, like, um, sometimes I see people that look like they're in a sort of a 
desperate mode in relation to their sexuality and it's like gimme give gimme give what can I get give me give me what can I get and where are the opportunities and can I exploit everything and it's it's a it's a bind to be in because um uh it's kind of unattractive as you're saying to be in that state it's just unappealing to the person on the other side of it but I understand that it's, it can be very hard to calm yourself down and center yourself and get yourself out of that mode but yeah, I love what you're saying about listening. We've got two ears and one mouth and we should be using them in that proportion, huh? And a final thing I'd just like to say is when you are moving into some sort of physical connection, let's bring back the passionate kiss. <laughs> the art of the snog is being lost, you know. When I was young and you kept everything above the waist, you'd yeah. spend days and hours snogging and it was so erotic. Oh, I'm gonna and go we there. kind of hop past that real quick yeah. and I think a really passionate kiss is an enormously erotic first sex move. Mm. So, since you're here, Maureen, I'm going to go there. What, what's your idea of a good kiss? Oh, a good kiss. It's not tongues down throats. It's a gentle start. It's a feeling and a nibbling and a getting aroused and getting more passionate and getting more intimate and then introducing tongues and breathing each other's breath and smelling each other's smells and just being totally mm. absorbed in each other. Oh, I'm um, so sold. It, it, it's not a competition <laughs> to see who can get their, their tongue furthest down the other person's throat without triggering the gag mechanism. Please, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, dear listeners, I hope that one of you thinks to write in with the question, what makes for a good kiss? Because I'd really like like to spend 15 minutes just on that question sometime. <laughs> Thanks, Maureen, for getting us started with that. So, uh, Kath, what are your thoughts on uh, what's your number one sex move? I, I love your question, Roger, and I completely came from it from a whole different angle. And my angle is, well, my number one sex move is actually Sabine. So I go, this is, Sabine is like my alter ego. And so when Sabine oh. comes out, she's, she's French. She has bright red hair. She has a... She has a, um, a beret and she's very naughty and very cheeky and she's very sensual and very sexual. Um, and for her, it's, you know, like for me, I'm a, I'm a therapist. I have to wear that hat. I have to be serious. I have to be that duty of care, do no harm, all of that. And so when it comes to my own sex move, it's about really throwing that off and just having fun. So she's indulgent. She's a pleasure slut. She just loves no. nothing more than have strawberries squashed on her body or, you know, that, that sense of absolutely delight with any gender, just that, that sense of... Um, you know, that, that, that French gypsy, champagne-loving, mm. um, absolute just that indulgence. And, and for me, that, um, it, that just gives me so much freedom and that, you know. So, so I'd suggest, you know, if, if you're feeling shy about your sexuality, to, to see whether you can put on another persona. Well, so you're almost like shape-shifting into this other identity. I, that's one of my identities <laughs> that I enjoy. <laughs> She's a few people have experienced Sabine yeah. And, and yeah, she's very naughty, very yeah, very um coquettish almost and, and just a lot of delight and joy for me. So, you know, that's my sex move. That's so great. Uh, it's like a whole personality. That's right. But if we're being more serious about it, it would be um I guess one of my sex moves is about, you know, that um the actual word move itself is because when we're moving, you know, rather than staying still in sexuality and everything can be stopped, you know, when we're actually moving the whole body, we feel a lot more freedom. And so mm. for me, it's about the breath and um, amusing that and playing with that and, um, and, and moving through the body so I can experience it all through the body. Um, but I so agree with what Maureen's talking about. Mm. It's like that um, taking the pressure out of the sex act and just being human being stuff, seeing... Mm 
the person that we are and who we are in front of ourselves without feeling as though we've got to jump in and try to do this performance stuff. <laughs> it's so tough. Mm. Oh, love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a few thoughts on that. Um, um, my first, I think, is around uh, communication and trust. Mm. Uh, I don't think there is such a thing as uh, that one guaranteed sex move that works on all people at all times. Uh, I remember there's a scene from the film, He Died with a Falafel in His Hand, where they're having bets around what their number one sex move is. Yeah. And it just doesn't exist. Even if you find something that's a real winner with one particular person, a minute later it's not going to be. Yeah. Like we all move on and every person is completely different and one person's horror story is another person's fetish. So... Um, so yeah, but I think what sits above that and does work for everyone is communication and trust. And uh, more specifically, as a game you can play, I don't remember where I got this from. I am definitely not claiming it as my own. However, I do teach it in uh, one of my workshops called Fun Little Sex Games, which is just all about lots of fun little sex games you can play to get that communication happening. And anyway, it's called How Could This Touch Be More Perfect? And it's not complicated. You nominate a part of your body and you tell the other person just a tiny bit about uh, how, you'd, how you'd like it to be touched. So is it a scratch or a tickle or a massage or something like that? And then uh, they start and after not very long, they ask you, how could this touch be more perfect? And you answer. And then after maybe another 20 or 30 seconds, they ask you, how could this touch be more perfect? And they just keep on going in that cycle and it absolutely removes the pressure on the giver from having to know how to do a certain thing. Um, and as the receiver, you just have this beautiful, trustful space where it's so clear that the touch is about you and not the other person and you're going to get exactly what you want and you don't have to grin and bear anything. So anyway, I reckon that's close to the top of my list of um, number one sex moves. Mm, right. uh, <laughs> otherwise... Um, couple of little random ones, uh, I think particularly in relationships, um, people talk about marriage vows like they're important, but I think uh, a really important vow is to say, I will never touch you if I'm not in the mood for touching you, and I will never allow you to touch me if I'm not enjoying it. Uh, and just those basic commitments um, mean that you'll never tolerate or put up with each other or have all of those mixed confusing signals about what you're into and what you're not into so that's a good move and then lastly i think all sex is just about running experiments with each other and watching the feedback mm. watch the feedback watch the feedback you have no idea what's going to work and what's not going to work um and again as you were saying maureen like get out of your own head around what you want and that sort of gimme 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 sense uh, and get instead in the perspective of what's working what's going down well what am i getting good feedback for and bad feedback for um, and I would say in a long-term relationship um, just be really conscious of how it's easy to slip into routines mm. and you know you can be lying there thinking right he's going to touch my neck nipple one two three nibble my earlobe hand to my boob down to the fat you know and mm. you're just like oh my god here it goes again so a, don't cut out the foreplay don't just think oh well we know each other so well I'll just jump on top sort of thing and also try consciously to do some different things that not the same mm. every single time. Yeah. Any further ideas on where people get inspiration from how to do different new things? Probably, uh, oh, it's, you know, the old question, how do I spice up my sex life? It's such a, you know, such a turgid one, really. I guess role-play fantasy, perhaps talking about fantasies, doing different, you know, like consciously, I don't know. 
No, that, yeah. If I knew the answer to that, I'd be a billionaire, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the, the only thought I've got in the moment it is it's a whole other chapter in itself, but my only thought is um, there's lots of lists of activities online and you can fill out the stuff that you're interested in and it will only show those things to, the, to your partner if your partner also identifies that mm. they're interested in them. So uh, that can be fun. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. So any final thoughts on Just number one segment? Just what you're talking about basically is enthusiastic consent, isn't it? Uh, Which is, you know, we know that we're all three are so on board with those. Yeah. That, so, um, so what's enthusiastic consent, Kath? Where two people are not only consenting to something, but they're consenting to it enthusiastically. So there's a resounding yes. It's not a, oh, maybe, mm, yeah, I guess so. That's not enthusiastic consent. Mm. In fact, that's probably not even really consent, really, is it? <laughs> no. But yes, you know, a resounding, oh, oh, oh it might, I might be, look, I don't know what this is involved, but yeah, I really want to try that. Thank you. I'm, I, I may have to say no at some stage, but yes, at the moment, fabulous. <laughs> you know, I will try that. Love it. And I think enthusiastic consent is a great note to end that. So thank you, listener. That's our responses to the question of what's your number one sex move. Um, so perhaps, um, Maureen, we'll start with you. If you could tell us a little more about uh, what you do and who your ideal clients are and where they can find you. Yes, OK, Rog. Well, 20 years ago, uh, and I don't think I actually mentioned my surname earlier, I'm Maureen Matthews, and 20 years ago I decided to open a sex shop for women and couples because I felt that the commercial approach to sex was so unhelpful um, and didn't foster, you know, genuine sexuality. And from that I got offered the opportunity to write a, a Q&A relationship column in the Sunday Age, which I've been doing for 10 years. So... Um, my great pleasure is to be able to talk openly and frankly with people about sex in a way that puts them at ease, uh, doesn't trigger them, but actually helps them to relax um, and uh, also inject a little bit of humour and laughter and deflate the anxiety. And um, yes, I, I just said work I very much enjoy. Mm, wonderful. And where can people find Bliss? It's www.blissforwomen.com, but it's the number four, not the word for. Bliss. Number four, women. Gotcha. Great. Thank you, Maureen. And Kath, a little more about yourself, who your ideal clients are and where they can find you. Sure. Um, my ideal clients are probably <laughs> anyone that, I guess, you know, I, I do see a lot of people in my practice that might be a little bit more left of centre with their sexuality, but not always, you know. Um, and, and just to check, your practice is mostly counselling and therapy for singles yep. and couples, yes? And throuples and... and um, etc. Yeah, I'm poly and kink friendly. Um, I am also, will see couples that maybe have come to me with trauma around their sexuality or somehow their sex isn't working, or I might have people coming to me because... Um, they just want to know more. They're having a great sex life, and I want to know more. Or to just to even speak maybe their deepest shames, or you know, think I cannot tell anyone about this kink because they're not going to like me. Or you know, I do get clients coming to me to say, look, I'm looking for a therapist that's not going to um, like um, sort of therapise me in a way to make me wrong because I have this particular quirk around my sexuality. So um, you know, my motto is do no harm but also um, very much um, allow people to... Oh, oh I'm normalised sexuality, basically. Mm. And um, so, yes, I'm based in Melbourne. Yes. I, um, do, do you do sessions via Skype? I do indeed. I have clients from all over the world. And, um, and my website is personalharmony.com.au. Great. 
personalharmony.com.au and just quickly Kath uh, sex worker friendly absolutely sorry I forgot to mention that diverse gender expressions unicorns maybe not unicorns but I imagine if someone's unicorn identified you'd be very happy absolutely I just don't see any of those wonderful So, friends, you've been listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, brought to you by Curious Creatures. We run a variety of workshops on sexuality and self-development, and you can find us at curiouscreatures.biz, B-I-Z. Friends, Rog again. Uh, if you liked what we were talking about today and you're in either Melbourne or Sydney, that's Australia, um, you're probably going to love a workshop I run called Fun Little Sex Games. Uh, it's all about a whole bunch of little communication activities and games that really help you to bring out what your number one sex move is in any given moment and find out more about your partner and put all that stuff into play. A uh, whole bunch of little activities, sweet little four-hour workshop. Uh, look us up on the website, curiouscreatures.biz. Thanks for listening.